0: Barry Soper, senior correspondent, uh, political correspondent with us Hey, Barry.
1: Good afternoon, hello. All right, so three waters, is it law now? Uh, Well, it needs the Governor-General's assent, but this is amending legislation, don't forget. um, uh, This is essentially to create more bodies, uh, was four entities, uh, now it's uh, going to ten smaller ones. But uh, the key objection, I think, to all of this was the co-governance aspect. Well, that remains in it. Uh, there are another two pieces of legislation uh, that will go through under urgency tonight. That's a resource uh, covering the Resource Management Act. Uh, they also uh, involve co-governance. Now, on the three waters at least, um, the National Party, they've committed uh, to scrap the whole thing when they get in, if they get into office. Um, you know, you can imagine how much work's gone into getting this up and running to this stage, uh, then to turn around and undo it. It's going to cost a mega a mega million
0: uh what do you make of this cost saving exercise that the government is going to be including for the first time in the pre food?
1: well you know it's you'd have to say and to an extent and i'm not saying that they'll be correcting uh, or they'll be making incorrect assumptions um what they're doing though they're, they're changing the emphasis um of basically bringing in uh, the savings that they've made to spending now you remember um I broke a story a few weeks back that um, Grant Robertson had a meeting with senior heads of government departments, uh, where the issue of funding certainly was canvassed. Uh, so there'll be some savings there. And normally at a, what they call a pre-foo, that's a pre, uh, pre-election um, fiscal a update. update mm. you, yes, you normally don't you normally don't get um, the savings. You of get the figures. They present the figures, and um, you take from it what you will well uh, in these circumstances they're not doing that they're going to dress it up a bit to show how good they are because you remember uh, Grant Robertson has said we can't afford he said to other parties we can't afford to spend a lot in this election and then they go ahead and announce their um, transport policy
0: involving forty-five billion dollars. Well, yeah, I mean, so so, is it going to work if they if, if the what they're trying to do is spin themselves into looking like they're very careful with money? When you have got right. drip-fed into the local Wellington papers, almost now on it like a, a daily basis, updates on how projects like Let's Get Wellington Moving are just wasting That's millions right. of dollars in consultants. Is it actually going to work? Well, no, it's not because
1: people will see through it. here. It's going to be. Uh, blatantly obvious it's the only time you could say that the government will attempt to be transparent but I think if they try and do that to tell us that they're a saving government then it'll backfire on them pretty badly and then don't forget that September the 14th that comes out uh, just a month before the election.
0: Does it sound to you just to to, to talk about the Nats does it sound to you like the Nats are going to open housing to foreign buyers again are they going to lift that foreign buyers ban? Yep,
1: I think uh, they most certainly will. They'll be announcing their housing policy, um, probably not this week, but uh, shortly thereafter. Uh, You remember Labour slapped a ban on foreign buyers in 2018 and that was a year after it came into office of course, and you'll remember as um, leader of the Labour Party um, Andrew Little once said that too many houses were being sold to people with Asian sounding names so uh, they prevented um, foreigners from buying into the country but ironically after the ban the market continued to heat up with prices rising through until uh, mid uh, 2021 so it didn't really work to that extent and when you think about it here there was only about 3% I think of the housing market that were uh, was bought by foreign buyers yeah. so it wasn't a major problem, may have kept prices a bit high or may have seen them go a bit high but um, you know let the market decide surely
0: are you convinced by by David Parker's performance today? Does he sound like he just absolutely loves the Labour Party's tax policy? Just big, big hearts around that one?
1: Well, I heard you're um, playing the grab, or the number of grabs, the number of questions that they tried to get him to answer that. Uh, he, he supports Labour Party policy. Well, you know, he, he can say that, but clear David Parker. Was opposed to lifting GST on fresh fruit and veggies uh, and um, on the wealth tax. That's why he got out of the revenue minister's job. So he's not convincing anyone
0: by uh, answering the questions in the way he did today. No, not at all. Barry, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. That's Barry Soper, senior political correspondent. Um, somebody has texted me and asked me why I'm so obsessed with David Parker and what he thinks of GST, which is a fair point to make, right? Because clearly, I'm getting I'm getting the sense that there are a few people out there who are finding the GST conversation a little irritating, either because, I, and I can't figure out why, either you hate the, the policy so much you don't want to hear anything about it, or you love the policy so much that you just hate that everybody else, everybody who knows anything seems to hate it. I don't really know what it is. But anyway, somebody's asked me why I'm obsessed with David Parker's feels about the policy. Because he's their tax guy. And if their tax guy doesn't like the policy, what the hell are you doing liking the policy? That's why.
1: For more from Heather Duplessy Allen Drive, listen live to Newstalk ZB from 4pm weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.